This is the First Security Financial Show with David Compton from First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, David provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is David Compton to help you find out how to be secured financially. Good morning, everyone. I'm David Compton. He's John Compton. Welcome to the First Security Financial Show, another Saturday morning. Hope, glad you can tune in, whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener. We're talking about retirement. Retirement is a subject that uh, we love to think about, we love to dream about. We don't always like to do something about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, there, there's so much talk. There's so many uh, radio shows now. There's TV shows. There's so much dedicated to helping people to retire. Why? Why is that the case? Why? Why now versus... 30 years ago when you hardly you didn't see as much about it it's just the way things have changed so much the dynamics of of retirement have changed the cost of living is so much higher now and so there's there's a lot of things that go into play and there's a lot of moving parts there's so many different options as to where you can put your money where should i put my money you've been kind of maybe having your money in a 401k for the last 30 years 25 30 40 how many years you've been working how many years you've been contributing to a 401k and you're working and you're working you've been kind of overlooking it yourself your company had a cafeteria style plans where you could pick certain options that you wanted and hey you contributed yeah so we, it was I, on autopilot really right you know why they didn't talk about it back in the day it's because they knew you knew when you retired you was gonna get Social Security and if you con- and most of them had pensions you got a pension that was it you yeah know, I mean it well was, but what's there to talk about that's that was thirty years ago right. but what I'm saying now, now what's evolved though and if you had a pension you might still have it or a piece of it some of them have discontinued it halfway through work and you've only got a certain part right. of it or you may still have a pension but what's changed now and what I was referring to is the fact that. While they were working, they were contributing. They didn't do anything. There wasn't a whole lot of work involved for them other than your risk tolerance. You you know what I'm saying? So you picked, well, as I got closer to retirement, I I got less and less aggressive. And then all of a sudden, here you are one to two to three to five years, seven years, whatever your time frame is. And all of a sudden, you feel like you're being bombarded by radio shows, direct mail, Uh, social media contacts, uh, television, everything's talking about retirement, 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 retirement. And you feel like, man, it was was kind of simple when I was working. And now I've got a ton of decisions to make. What am I going to do with the money? When am I going to retire? How am I going to take Social Security? So the thing I want to talk about today is you can ignore it or you can stand up and do some things about it. So what what have you ever heard the expression what you don't know won't hurt you that may not always be the case no. just because you don't know it it still could be hurting you you could be die. you could be uh having a serious illness and see some of the effects and ignore it and you don't know about it but it could be slowly killing you so the reality is uh, uh 
retirement has the same uh, connotation in that just because you don't know about it doesn't mean that down the road it won't rear its ugly head and impact and hurt you in some way. So that's the whole key here. The retirement landscape has totally changed. As you mentioned, John, uh, pensions are almost a thing of the past. Another 20 years, uh, people will be, what, what, what was a pension? What was that like? We, we won't. Our kids won't know yeah, for sure. They, there's still companies out there that do it, but they're falling by the wayside every day. Um, so the questions that come up today is Social Security. Um, income. Where's my income going to come from when I retire? Those are questions that are critical to understanding how you're going to retire. What you That's what I talk about, what you don't know uh, won't hurt you. Well, if you don't know, if you don't have a plan for when and how you're going to draw Social Security other than I'm thinking about drawing it at 62. If I don't, I may be 66 in some months, depending on what my full retirement age is. And some people say, well, I'm just going to go to 70. It, it Are either one of those just an emotional decision, or do you have a specific plan with a specific understanding of where your numbers are going to be at whatever time? Or do you have an idea when you're going to retire? And a lot of times people don't, and it doesn't mean just because you come in and sit down with us, we're going to try to hold you to a, a number. Hey, that's that We recognize for most people it's a range. There's circumstances and situations that might dictate that that gets sped up or it might get slowed down and say, no, nah, I think I'm going to work a little bit longer. I like what I'm doing. I'm comfortable. I'm not killing myself. I just enjoy it. And people will work for different reasons. But along the way, there are things that you need to know and have in place to be able to ensure that one day when you totally quit working, you don't have to stress over where your income's coming from, uh, where's your money invested, where's your money saved at, where, what type of plan do you have in place. Those are things you really, really need to know. And that's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're going to continue to talk about as well. Write this number down, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. It's not a call into the show, but it is a call in to talk to us about our strategies, some of the things that we're talking about today, some of the things we talked about last week, uh, and things we're going to continue to talk about next week. We want you to call in and talk to us so we can help you get a second opinion See if you're on track. A lot of times people want to know, hey, where are we? Is my thinking in the right way? Have I saved enough money? Uh, do I need to work a little bit longer? See, those, those are things that you really need to know. Those are some of the things that if you don't know, they will hurt you. You need to know. I'd rather be told that at 60, 61, you know what, David, it might be a good idea for you to work another five or six more years to pretty much solidify your retirement and know you'll be okay from that point then to retire early and then get to 70 71 72 and say you know what I, it might be a good idea for me to consider going back to work for a couple more years and who wants to go back to work at if, 70 if you, or can, if you can if you can and if you can find somebody that's willing to hire, hire somebody. you yeah. right unless that, you have some special 
yeah. trade. Or well, even if it's not a special, you know, or if you own the business and now the kids are running it, maybe they might let you come back in there, but maybe not either. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it's all about ensuring that you have a decent plan together. And all plans are just that, plans. Uh, but they, they're going to give you a much higher success rate because it's going to take into consideration certain things that will come up, certain things that you don't even know you're going to be faced with until you start having the conversations. That's right. you you got to have the conversation. you you got to have the plan. You just can't say, I'm going to retire, take Social Security at 66, and start drawing 4% off my 401k. It's really not a true plan because no. then what happens is, uh, and this is what's made a lot of the uh, educational seminars that we do pertaining to Social Security. People will attend these seminars with a lot of questions. And I, I find that people that they come to strictly an educational seminar, we're not feeding them, we're sitting down and educating people about the choices that they have pertaining to when and how they draw Social Security. And people that are they're legitimately there for the information, they're appreciative of it. And see, that's the first step in helping people to, to really, you, you start seeing people thinking about, man, and and we've I've had people tell me, well, you know, I really was thinking about drawing it at 64, 65, but looking at those numbers, maybe and 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 I might work a little longer. Uh, maybe I'll I, I can think of drawing it a little longer. See, that's that's what you want to do. Not that just waiting to draw Social Security is the only answer, but you want people to start engaging in in conversation and thinking about it. You want them to go over it in their head and try to evaluate what's the best time based on accurate information so they can make informed decisions, not just, well, I'm going to draw it at 65 no matter what. That may not be, it may be a good choice for you, but it may not be a choice for you. So it's all about how you want to, uh, how much information you want to make that decision. Uh, I, I find that the more informed a decision I make. So when I make a decision and it's based on facts, uh, then I can sit back. Even if even if something goes wrong or it appears that down the road that that decision wasn't a hundred percent the best for me because circumstances changed, I can live with it because I made my decision based on the facts and the information that I had at that time, and then I can I'm comfortable with that as well. So it's all about. What you don't know won't hurt you. If you believe that is the case with retirement, maybe you need to get a second opinion because we do believe what you don't know can really undermine your retirement. Write this number down, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. It's not a call into the show, but it is a call in to set up a time to talk to us about our retirement strategies and how they can help you and benefit you as well. Go to the website, firstsecurityfinancialwealthmanager.com. Spell out the word first. Kick the tires, look around a little bit. We're going to head to our first break. We'll be right back. Be right back. All right, welcome again. Uh, This is our second segment this morning. I'm David Compton. He's John Compton. And we're talking about what you don't know won't hurt you. Do you believe that's the case when it comes to retirement? I don't. I don't really believe that in a lot of things. Uh, ignorance is not bliss. <laughs> yeah. 
I think if you don't know something, uh, I you know, whatever endeavor I get into, whatever things that I want to do, I want to know the pros and the cons, the good and the bad. Well, retirement's no different. If you don't know something, when you retire, you don't always know what obstacles, potholes, so to speak, that you're going to be faced with in retirement. And that's why you come and sit down with with a company, with people that can help you to maneuver through those things and make you aware of what you're going to be faced with. And the, those first steps is not necessarily just about the problems or obstacles you're going to face, but it's about helping you be better prepared to even make the step of retirement to start with. Because really, the three things that, that I want to focus on today are, are what I consider the three biggest things that you'll be faced with uh, if you don't know, uh, or things that can really wreck or destroy your reti- retirement without you even realizing it. We talked about the first thing, uh, not really being smart about Social Security and how important Social Security is to retirement. I've said it many times on the show. Social Security income makes up about 64.8% of household income in retirement. That's not a little number. It's it's a significant number that you want to recognize. That's a lot. It is. I mean, and and on top of that, if you haven't done well saving, then you don't want to just take a, a blind shot. You know, you don't want to. You, know, you only got one shot to do it all. You got to do it right. And then you're going to be dependent on Social Security for maybe more than sixty-four point eight. You might be making it eighty or ninety percent. You're only coming up with the other five or ten. So that's a big deal. So the more planning you can do for retirement, the lower your chances of struggling during your your golden years. So think about that. The more planning, the less likely you're going to struggle during those golden years. Why? Because you're, you're going to be made aware, and you understand the decisions that you make. Full retirement age, many people will uh, sign up for Social Security at automatically 62 because that's when they're first eligible. Look at the numbers. And I know what a lot of people say, and I've had people call me, you don't know when you're going to die. And you're going to tell me that's the reason you would do it at 62. And I'm going to tell you that's the reason you should wait later because you still don't know where you're going to die. Life expectancies have increased, not decreased, over the last 20 to 30 years. Cut and dry. So that's the number one reason why you have to look at waiting longer and having an educated decision about when you're going to draw Social Security. And here's here's one miscalculation that most people make. I've had people tell me over and over, well, Social Security, they base it upon your last five working years that's how much you're going to draw that ain't how they calculate it at all <laughs> they, they don't right. they what they do is they take um the benefits themselves are calculated it is based on how much you earn but what they do is they it's during the the highest 35 years of work the highest you may have worked 45 they're going to look at the 35 that were the highest period and they calculate it based on that. The other factors that determine how much you get is when your full retirement age is. So I see people all the time, some of them at 66, some of them at 66 in two months, four months, six months, eight months, 10 months. And then if you were born in the 60s, anywhere in the 60s, your full retirement age is going to be 67. And then that's going to calculate too based on 67 and 
two months, four months, six months, and on and on and on as well. So your age is important. And then the other factor is the age you start drawing Social Security. Your full retirement age. So if your full retirement age is just 66 even and you draw it at 62, then you get 75% of what you would get at full retirement age. Cut and dry. If you wait to 63, you get about 82, 83%, and then it just, no, 80%. And then 64 is like 82, 83, and it keeps escalating up until you hit 66, and then you get your full amount. What if you let, if you go past it, if you wait to 67, it goes 8% higher. So every year past 66 or every year past your full retirement age, it increases 8% a year. Simple as that. So, there's certain calculations and understandings you need to have about how you're going to be impacted on that. The more you're going to rely on Social Security for retirement, the more you want to wait. And I think that's an accurate right. statement. The more you are going to rely on Social Security for retirement, the more you want to allow it to go past that age of 62, even past the age of 66. It's all about circumstances. It's all about your situation as well. But I think that's this is one area that a lot of people are pleasantly surprised when it comes to doing it right. Uh, yeah, when you look at the re- some of the amounts that we see that people are going to draw, 45, 50, 55, some are really close to $70,000 a year in Social Security. That's a lot. Yeah. In most cases, a lot of cases, people that are frugal and even though they have money, they don't even have to touch their own money. In a lot of cases, you're right. We're, we're yeah. sitting down with clients that had good earning years. Right. And so by waiting to either full retirement age or beyond, between a husband and wife, many of them are pulling anywhere from fifty to $70,000 a year in Social Security alone. You know, when you say that, and I say that at the educational workshops, I see facial expressions light up when I show them that kind of numbers. And I think people are pleasantly surprised at, at that as well. So a lot of it when you file is, is it, you know, there's really no right or wrong. If you go sign up at 62, it's not necessarily wrong for you. Doesn't mean it was right for you either. Um, what, However, it, it, it's all about considering your own needs and when determining uh when to take the benefits so you sit down you calculate what your monthly expenses are and you sit back and go you know what if we wait a a year or two we can have all our expenses covered by social security alone isn't that worth considering and that's why we use utilize a social security maximization report which is going to show you what your uh, what your amount is at 62 63 64 65 66 all the way to 70 and it's going to do it in conjunction with what's the best way for the wife to draw does she have enough 35 pay uh, working years to pay into or is she better to get the spousal benefit and if she draws it early and the and retires and the husband waits later then she can switch over to a spousal benefit and maybe actually be higher than hers. So those are things that the maximization report will spell out for you depending on a specific time frame. This is what we call maximizing or optimizing your Social Security benefits. It's a, it's a no-cost 
no obligation appointment to sit down with us and get those numbers for you. It puts you way ahead. It, it informs you. It gives you a better idea of why you want to wait to a specific age to draw Social Security versus just saying I'm going to do it at any age, just picking an age, you know, picking something out of thin air. Now you're making an informed decision. You feel better about it. You feel like you're starting a planning process. Now, that's the num- one of the top things that can wreck a retirement. It starts off with not being smart about Social Security. Now, the second thing is not understanding how much income your savings will give you. Well, you know you've heard us talk about on this show many times. After we get the Social Security down right, the next thing is we put together an income plan for clients. And and I don't I think David a lot of people sometimes when talking to them they don't take that seriously that that gap that extra income they really don't they look at it sometimes not all of them but some people look at that different well I I, I don't think I need to have that guaranteed income I don't think I, I need to have well that. let's let's talk about some numbers all right go ahead so stop and think about that I don't know how much everybody out there has saved in retirement but what we're going to talk about um sometimes I mean clients have saved they've got a decent chunk of money. I don't know each listener has a different idea of what they call a decent chunk of money. Right. We see people come in and what 100 200 they think they've done extremely well and we see some people come in with 800,000 million 2 million and they think they've done well. And and by right they both have. So here's the thing. Imagine you're looking at retiring and you've got 500,000 in your 401k. You got some money in savings and maybe a few other dollars, but you, for the bulk of your retirement money is about $500,000. Okay. Um, in theory, that's a lot of money. And if it's just 500 to go below, we've talked about that many times and just go have fun with, it is a lot of money, but we're also talking about living off of for potentially 20 to 30 years. So here's, so if we apply the 4% rule, And if you say, well, what's the 4% rule? This is the rule that many advisors and advisory firms use that the way it's set up is when you start retiring, you take your nest egg, you you have it invested. Many of them tell you just keep it the same way you had it while you're working. And you start taking 4% off of that. And each year it's adjusted according to inflation. So if inflation averages 2% a year, your income is going to increase 2% a year. So, and that's how that works. That's why many people use the 4% rule. And by theory, it's supposed to last you 30 years, but that's that's been proved otherwise. It's not 100% a fact. You may have a 50-50 chance of making it in 30 years. So, that's, Who wants a 50-50 well, chance? Well, that's exactly right, and that's what we're going to talk about. But we're going to head to our second break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the implications of that 4% rule, and you have to really understand that, and this is why we talk about it so much. If you want to write this number down, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. We'll head to our second break. We'll be right back. Right back. Right back. All right, we're back for our third segment here in uh, First Security Financial Show. Glad you could tune in. Um, we've been talking about what you don't know won't hurt you in retirement. Is that the case for you? Well, 
that hasn't always worked well in a lot of cases. Sometimes we can play, we can uh, cry uh, ignorant. We don't know something, but in reality, that's never a good recipe when in planning for retirement. Because really, what you're doing—that's that—I call that retirement by trial and error. And who wants to get into retirement and try it out to see if you like, like it? It's it. worth, especially if you don't, you know, right. don't have enough income. Who wants to try that? Right now, last segment, what we picked off, uh, left off with, rather. Uh, is not understanding how much income your savings will actually give you. I was using the example, if you save, let's say you had invested, your 401k is 500000 and I'm going to say you have 100000 in savings of liquid cash that you can use for emergency money. So you really have six, but 500 is what's going to be invested based on the 4% rule. If you remember what the 4% rule is, a rule that was established back in the 90s. And what it determines is it's a systematic withdrawal method that you start taking 4% off of your portfolio value and each year adjust it according to inflation, whether that's 1%, 2 or 3% adjustment. And over time, that 4% won't be 4%. It'll continue to go up. So here's what that looks like. So you got five hundred thousand. You're thinking, well, five hundred thousand, man, I ought, to, I ought to have a nice paycheck. Once again, we're 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 going to assume you you maximize Social Security, but four percent of five hundred thousand is only twenty thousand a year in income. Doesn't sound like a whole lot, does it? It's really not a tremendous amount. No. So you're you're chugging along, drawing twenty thousand. We're going to say you got you got sixty thousand dollars worth of year of Social Security. Hey, you got eighty grand. You feel like you're living okay. What can change? There's a number of factors. And this is what where a lot of people don't understand that 4% rule. First and foremost, I know what you're, you're probably thinking, and, you, you, and uh, we say it all the time. You wake up one day and the 500000 has dropped to three fifty. And you still pulling twenty thousand a year. You pulling twenty a year. So you're probably taking a little over six percent at that point. You are, or roughly six percent. So now you're taking six percent out. That's really not a truly sustainable number. Why? Because now if you're gonna to continue to take that amount out, that twenty thousand, you'll never get back to five. Or it'll be very hard. We'd have to have some really, really good, good, good years there. That's the one thing. That's really the elephant in the room in many cases. But what I've seen that is kind of that hidden thing that nobody, uh, that you don't know won't hurt you, is what I find it's kind of the, the backdoor thing that you don't know about. And that's when other spending needs come up so remember we said you had a hundred thousand over time in retirement you'll erode that hundred thousand because you'll spend it on different things but something comes up maybe the the house needs a new roof you need 20 grand to put a new roof on the house you need a new automobile and you really don't have the extra income and over time i've seen clients that want to come back and pull 20 30 40 out of the bucket that's generating the four percent in retirement and they still want to keep the same twenty thousand dollars a year of income that went from five hundred to one fifty up to three fifty. And so what happens is you really 
it, it's, it's kind of like a, you're undermining the foundation. So if you have a house built up on a hill and it starts washing off, the, the, the soil starts washing under the slab, over time, what's going to happen, eventually you're going to bring the whole house down if you don't correct that problem. And it's the same thing here. You're going you're gonna to dissolve the income plan and disrupt the whole retirement if you continue to pull that money out and pull that money out and pull that money out. So you really need, this is critical, you un, need to understand how much income your savings are going to generate for you. But just as importantly is how much am I going to have for other things, for other expenses. For There's a difference, you know, there's two different things in retirement. There's need money, this is what I need to maintain my standard of living, and there's want money. So I can get some of the things I want that could be like an automobile could be a need too. Right. Uh, it's just about how you approach it too. So, but once or well, we want to go on a trip. We think we ought to be able to go on a trip. We got to have a million dollars. We got five hundred thousand dollars. We should be able to take a cruise. We ought to be able to go to Hawaii. We ought to be able to do all these things. Okay. Didn't say you couldn't. The difference is. How much are you dependent on that twenty thousand dollars a year worth of income? Well, we got to have that. Right. All right. Well, do you realize the 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 twenty thousand dollars is is the um, is the income that's being given here? I'm trying to think of an illustration. I use it. I'm thinking of it this way. We've heard of the goose that lays the golden egg. If you take care of the goose and feed her, make sure she's taken care of. She's going to keep giving you eggs, and the eggs are what you eat and live off of. But if you decide one day, you know what, I'm really sick of eating goose eggs. <laughs> I'm ready for some meat. I'm going to cook the goose. All right? So you can cook the goose and have a big feast and have all kind of fun and enjoy that. Man, just this is delicious. And then at the end of the day, what happens next month? There ain't no more eggs coming. Why? Because you ate the whole goose. And that's it's really exactly how what happens with retirement when people view the nest egg the 500,000 is the goose if you want her to give you those income eggs you got to take care of the goose so many people want the eggs they want to eat the goose and they don't understand why they can't keep getting those eggs right and in reality that's exactly why you, the old saying you can't have your cake and eat it too and you say wow well don't give me a cake if I can't eat any of it I get that but it doesn't mean you have to eat the whole cake. And in this scenario, you cannot cook the goose and expect to keep getting the eggs to pay your monthly expenses. So what do you do? Well, there's other options. You can do different things. And then the other factor that you have to figure out, if you're getting $20,000 a year in income, as we mentioned, it's not a whole lot. We would also didn't mention that you got to pay most of the time. I'd say 98% of the time it's coming out of an IRA or 401k. And guess what? It's pre-tax dollars. So at the end of the day, you might take out 20, but your whole overall income, including Social Security, any other sources, you're only going to get to keep about five of it. I mean, 15 of it, you're going to give back five in taxes. So now you're not making 80, 80 grand a year. You're getting 75. You're netting maybe 75 out of that. That's a surprise for a lot of people. That's another one of those things that eats away and undermines the foundation of your retirement taxes as well 
we've had some good a, a, a good tax package that was passed in 2018 that actually can help you and benefit your taxes if you understand how it can help you as well. But these are huge aspects, not understanding how much income is going to be generated on your portfolio, how that income is going to be derived, and what can you do to change the formula of what we just talked about. And we talk about it all the time by taking a piece of that 500 and and utilizing it for income and taking the other say if you split it in half you put 250 for an income plan and 250 into a plan for future money and what we've done is we split the money up into need money and want money and the want money is going to last you for the rest of your life the need money is going to last you for the rest of your life as well it's all about how you um address it how you get the income is the income sustainable or not do you want your income to change because the market's down 20, 30, 40%? Most people don't. No. And they don't understand the implications of it. And what happens is so many times we'll talk to clients and, oh, you get using annuities. You're using fixed index annuity. Well, you know, I've heard a lot of negative things about annuities. So I get that. They're not variable annuities. Understand. And then they go off and they go back to doing what they were doing and taking the 4% off, and, and it doesn't work for them. They keep pulling that money off. The market goes down. And all the things that I said, they're taking taxes out of that money. And then what happens? Um, the market goes down. They lose more of their money. They still continue to take the same amount out. They don't think anything's going to change. Um, and then they pull additional monies out of that because it's liquid. It's 100% liquid. They can pull it out at any time. And they fix the house up, the roof on it. Uh, they remodel the kitchen and then they they need a new car so they take some money out put down on a new car and they buy a new car and next thing you know the 500 is shrunk and is shrunk and is shrunk but they still taking the same twenty thousand dollars a year worth of income and then at the end of the day they call me they call us back john they're down to 125 130,000 want to know if we can still give them the twenty thousand dollar a year income and that's that is a a real real issue and if you're there shaking your head and smiling it's not a funny thing but it is a thing that i see happen all the time people have to realize that 401k is the pension plan not necessarily the whole 401k but portion of portion it of it has to be set up as your pension plan and just like you said the rest of it then you can put it in to that want managed account get more growth out of it down the road where you can access it and do the things that you want to do. But it doesn't affect the need bucket. That's right. The you didn't put the whole thing at that's risk. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So just think about some of the things that we've just said. Does that resonate? If you've shook your head to some of the things that we said or smiled or even say, I know somebody that did that, write our number down. We can help it to make sure it doesn't happen to you. 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. Go to the website, firstsecurityfinancialwealthmanager.com. Spell out the word first. We're going to head to our uh, last break. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is our last segment on our uh, our show today, and we've been talking about the idea of what you don't know won't hurt you that's uh, that's a fallacy that's not true when it comes to retirement 
Sometimes it's good to know we don't know all we don't want to know all the things that that goes on in certain areas. You know what happens in your house is your is your business. I don't need to know about it. However, when it comes to retirement, the th- one of the best tools that we have is I find is I, I love to see surveys where we talk to people that have already been retired for a number of years. And it becomes an eye-opener for ourselves, our listeners. If we've got friends or family that have been retired for a number of years, what, what a, that's the best resource to talk to. Find out what were their challenges. We see it every day because we talk to people every day. Right. And we take that information and we help use it for clients that we're helping to, to prepare for retirement. And the things that resonate over and over and over, we've talked about mainly in the, these first three segments, is things that can undermine or destroy your retirement is uh, not being smart about when and how you take Social Security, not understanding how much income your savings are going to give you and what happens to them over the long haul. And then the last thing is not estimating your expenses accurately and this is a challenge because this is what what i find for clients that i sit down with many clients that i'm sitting down with are peers that are in my age group i'm 56 i'll be 57 this year so i'm sitting down with 50 something year olds 60 year olds and they're in the same situation and you know what one of the things that i talked to them about i said you don't have a budget do you i said no none of most of them we don't live on a budget and it's yeah, they don't spend everything either. Right, and what happens is, is if you reach a point in your life where you don't have any debt, doesn't mean you just blow through money like there's no tomorrow. But there's not necessarily always a sense of urgency. Uh oh, I don't know if we can go out to eat tonight. No, you, 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 in most cases, you don't give it a second of thought. Or if you want to fix something in the yard or around the house, you don't sit back and weigh and start. Man, it's gonna cost me $150. If it needs to be fixed, generally you go fix it. So where the challenge comes is getting people to understand exactly what they're spending each month. Not that I'm trying to hold you to a number, but what is it costing you? And what you'll see is that there are certain things that you're paying right now, like payroll taxes, Medicare, paying Social Security's coming out of your check, the things that you're paying for out of your check each month will no longer be there. If you're contributing to your 401k and you're contributing $20,000 a year, that will no longer be coming out of your check. <laughs> right. So there are certain things that you can easily see. So a lot of times when we sit down with clients and they say, hey, between my husband and wife, we make 140000 a year. After you take all the expenses out, they're actually maybe only spending sixty. Actually spending. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, you got taxes. Taxes are a big deal. But I promise you, one of the things that we help clients understand is their tax, taxable liabilities, how it's going to impact them. You, you have to have this conversation. Because if you need $60,000 a year worth of income, you're probably going to be taking out about seventy-five to eighty to get the sixty, roughly. Maybe a little, probably seventy to seventy-five. So you're going to be paying some taxes in there. You need to understand that as well. So uh, estimating your expenses accurately is going to determine your insurances. It's going to determine your cost, your food. Uh, is your house paid for? So a lot of times that's an eye-opener for clients because if you're working and your husband and wife, you've got two checks coming in, you know what, and you don't have a lot of debt, 
you you really don't see how much you spend. You don't really have your fingers on the pulse of how much you're spending. And by doing that and putting that, I think it, it's an eye-opener for a lot of clients. Some of it's good, and then some of it's not so good. And so what happens with a lot of clients when, when, when I get them to calculate, and I love it when they come in with a spreadsheet and say, this is every dime I spend every month. And, they, and we do have some that Oh, do, they do that. They and they'll know. tell you. They'll even break down what they spend going to the quick stop, getting soft drinks or going to Starbucks and getting coffee. Here's what I actually spend everything each month. I've, I've taken the last six months of credit card bills because they put everything on credit card, and I've averaged them. And then I added in my insurances and all my other stuff. Was, that's, that's a good way to do it. So you average those, those costs. Now, that has to be that you put everything on credit card. And that is something I've been hearing a lot. More and more and more Americans are going cashless. Nobody has cash any longer. Everything is being put on card. And if you're doing that, you need to make sure, first and foremost, you can pay it off each month. But secondly, secondly, make sure you're getting points for that money. Right. <laughs> Either cash back if you like the cash back or use the points for trips and stuff so you know it's all about once again that's a whole different issue in itself but you really need to get an accurate assessment of what you are spending what not not that i'm saying you need to be on a budget but what you're spending as well and by the way write this number down again if you haven't already if you just tuned in for this last segment uh, 1-800-858-3029 that's 1-800-858-3029 3029 is the first security financial show it's not a, it's not a number to call into the show today but it's a number to call in to talk to us about a, our strategy some of the things that we've talked about setting up a time getting a second opinion or even starting the process for you to see where you are and your abilities to be able to meet your goals for retirement so write that number 1-800-858-3029 expenses are a big deal once you get an idea of what you need to maintain your standard of living, and this is something that I, I try to, in a lot of cases, tell clients, I'm not telling you to penny pinch here. I'm saying get an idea. If you spend 6000 a month pretty consistently, then that's what you spend. And you're probably not going to deviate from that from retirement. In some cases, uh, though, that's not always the case because you got to recognize once you quit work, you have no place to go day in and day out. If you don't fill that time, you're you're more apt to spend more money in an effort uh, to keep yourself occupied. Right. Uh, so now you're playing golf twice a week. Okay, you didn't think you were going to do that. Well, golf is not a cheap hobby. Neither is fishing. Neither is hunting. Neither are most fun hobbies. They they have a price tag to go with. Yeah. If it, if if it's not fun, you're not going to do it. So you wouldn't spend any money right. anyway <laughs> no you're right you know? but and then the flip side of that is if if you start trying to do it every day every day it's no longer a hobby then it go, comes back to work and <laughs> i want to get paid for, for it <laughs> that's right so that's why you see some guys wow well, retired started fishing then i started guiding i said oh man you took all the fun out of fishing now you you made it work because now you got a boat full of clients that paid you a lot of money and they're not expecting you to take them fishing they expecting you to take them catching right <laughs> Big difference. Pressure's on. Yep. Pressure is on. So, but you know what? These are the processes you need to put in place. This is what we help you with. So, if you're worried about things undermining your ability to retire, this is where we're able to help you. You can go to the website 
and start that process. First, securityfinancialwealthmanager.com. Spell out the word first. But we've been talking today about three of the main things, not estimating your expenses accurately, not understanding how much income your savings are going to be able to generate for you and and some of the things that undermine that income and not being smart about when and how to draw Social Security. You know, we said a lot, but the reality is if if you're not going to take the steps to initiate these processes, then it's not going to help you or benefit you. You got to have a plan. That's exactly right. I mean, you got to sit down and spend some time to do this. And we'll do all the heavy lifting. That's right. You bring us the numbers. You bring us the things. We'll put a plan together for you that's going to spell out the best opportunity or best opportune time for you to draw Social Security. We'll put an income plan together that is going to help you to coordinate with your uh, long-term growth in a managed money plan. And then at the same time, we mentioned Social Security, the income plan, and then the future growth of your money, how to, how to maximize the growth of your money, and also keep your risk at a level that you're comfortable with. But like anything else, you got to write this number down. Give us a call. Take some initiative. 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. This is going to end our show today. You have a good weekend. We will be back next week. Have a good one. And thank you for listening to the First Security Financial Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact David Compton at First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. Call 800-858-3029 or visit their website at firstsecurityfinancialshow.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Opinions expressed are solely those of First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. and staff. All topics covered are believed to be from reliable sources. However, First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. makes no representations as to its accuracy or completeness. This commercial shall in no way be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or investment advisory services to residents of any state other than Louisiana or where otherwise permitted. Topics should be discussed discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Louisiana. Insurance products and services are offered through an affiliated company, David Compton, Inc., DBA First Security Financial.